Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. And today is Thursday Teacher Talk. And today's episode will be on closure. Well, we've been talking about what makes for a great lesson plan for the last seven weeks. We've talked about lesson objectives. We've talked about what materials do you and your students need. We talked about hooks, attention grabbers. We've discussed different lesson activities and time requirements. And today is closure, reflection, and exit tickets. Super excited to get into this because this part of the teaching is the simplest but the most effective part of your lesson. It is going to answer that nagging question all of you have ruminating in the back of your mind how do i know if they have learned so go grab your coffee go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what i have to say today let's get into the podcast every thursday i have teacher talk thursdays where I talk about practical things to help you save money on curriculum and create units yourself easy and quickly with things that you already have. Also, I will be holding a lesson planning masterclass on October 15th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The first 100 people will get it for $25 along with two one-week science lessons after the masterclass. Register below and I will see you on October 15th. Today's objective is to help you be able to assess your students' understanding and concept acquisition daily using different closure techniques that will help you gauge where they're at in an instant. Now, funny story. When I first started teaching, I never used exit tickets. I never used any type of closure and I never had my students reflecting. I always just gave them tests, tests, tests. And I remember I would spend hours upon hours grading and I was miserable and I hated every second of it. And when I learned about exit tickets and reflection and journaling and how I'm able to just look it over in a glance and boom, I understood if they knew it or not. Wow. It was like the angels came out and they were playing their trumpets and I heard in the background, it was really that moment where I, I was just like so excited. So I want to share that with you, especially for the new parents who are homeschooling, who think homeschooling is teaching at home, which it's not. (laughs) So today we're going to be learning about how to check for understanding, how to create the opportunities for your child to draw to conclusions from the lesson, and for your more quiet thinkers, how to have the opportunity for them to articulate their ideas and thoughts. We're going to foster more reflective thinking and you, how you can reflect on your own teaching and lessons and not beat yourself up. So closure can be met in so many ways and it can be used as an assessment. That's another thing that really helped me also as a teacher because 
I have something like 100 to 150 students, right? And if I am testing every single one of them because I want to be exactly sure that they got every single little itty bitty thing, it's going to be, that's going to be big time. So I remember one year I did that and I ended up, wow, I ended up grading for three days nonstop. And I graded something like 2000 papers because I had asked them to do writing and I had asked them to take tests. And I was like, yeah, I'll just grade everything over the weekend. Oh my God, I will never do that again. Like that was the last time. (laughs) It's going to be exit tickets all the way and reflections because like who really has that time to be doing that in the first place a lot of times your students your children will just start talking to you about what they've learned they will begin to share with you and they will begin to express their delight and their excitement and what they've learned that's how children are they're genuinely curious and they will genuinely and generally talk about what they've learned. They tell you everything. So you're going to know if they learned it or not. The thing is, I think a lot of you parents think that you're not supposed to learn the material. To an extent, yes, that is true. But to an extent, no, that is not true. Here's what I have to say. No, you do not have to go back to school to learn about the subject. But you do need to look over the lesson. Absolutely. If you think that just letting the curriculum developers get it together for you without you looking it up or you looking it over and getting familiar with it the night before or even a couple of days before, you're going to feel really frustrated because you're going to be like, wow, I could have did this or, oh my gosh, I don't know this answer. Let me go look. And inside you're going to have that little anxiety where you're going to be like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know. And you're going to feel a little anxious. It's just going to happen. So your best bet is always to do your due diligence. Be prepared, right? Like just be prepared about it. So that way you're able to look it over and then you can think about it. You can start thinking about, hey, you know, is this the way I want to present it? I have other ideas wow, I could add this. This is where it becomes fun. I think a lot of times we want to escape the work, right? Let somebody else do it. Honestly, there's no joy in that. I've done that. I tried doing that for like years. And what I found was I was always frustrated. I was always anxious and I never knew what was going to happen. But when I started taking the time to just go through everything, play out the lesson, how it might look, what I was expecting my students to say based on what I was learning, when it happened and when I went through the lesson, it was amazing. And I did a lot of my lessons outdoors. So I was comfortable with that at that point. I was able to take my students out of the classroom and we were able to walk around the school, go to the, go to the, the grassy area. We were able to go on trips. I no longer felt anxious about what was going to happen because I already knew what I expected. So I was able to prepare them on what they were going to do. 
I had went to the Birch Aquarium in San Diego, took a lot of my students, and we went walking around. I wanted them to learn more about um, coral reefs, and they had a coral reef section. So I was able to prepare them. I was well-versed in coral reefs. I had prepared them for coral reefs. And when we walked around, they were just on top of it. Boom, boom, boom. I did scavenger hunts. I would do um, just like really fun activities. And I would also have the people who worked there do a tour for us. These things were so much fun and I was so well prepared. And then there are some things you're not gonna be prepared for. You're just, it's not gonna be a hundred percent. But let me tell you something. 80% is better than 0%. That's for sure. So if you're able and if you take the time, and it's actually not as much time as you think. Sometimes we think that, oh my goodness, it's going to take me hours. Maybe it will the first time. Maybe it will. And that is not a bad thing. It really isn't. You can take a couple of hours, either at nighttime or in the morning or on a weekend, you know, have your husband or have a friend, take your kids just for like an hour or two, go through your lessons, see what you want to teach on on Monday or that evening because homeschool is homeschool. You can teach whenever you feel like it. You can work this out with your kids as well, depending on how old they are. My gosh. And if you have high schoolers, really, at that point, you really don't have to do anything because you've taught them to be learners. So high school years is probably the easiest time to teach your children. This is probably a lot more for parents who have young ones or if you're that kind of a parent who just wants to do work with their kids all the way through hey this is it too this is a lot of fun but truthfully a lot of this stuff is really for the younger grades and for middle school you high school parents you, you kind of got it easy now and i would want to challenge you don't put them in, pu in public school now because this is the easiest time this is where you get to enjoy the fruit of your labor. <laughs> so don't waste it by putting them in public school and like literally reversing all the things that you did. So anywho, let's get into it. So closure for a lesson can be met in so many ways, right? You can use them as assessments. So exit tickets. I love, 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 love exit tickets. You can do it. My gosh, you could do it so many different ways. And it's also a type of formative assessment right? It provides you with an informal measure of how your student is doing. Formative assessments are, are very informal. They're not, they're not the ones where you're grading. It's really basically a question if your kid can answer, whoop-de-doo, this is awesome. And it's also an opportunity for them to reflect, maybe even think critically and express their thoughts on what they've just learned. It could be a conversation. It could be a discussion at the, at the dinner table. It could be any of those things. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have to happen immediately after the lesson either, which is, I think is really beautiful because you're going to give them time to really like think about it. When your child goes, you're finishing a lesson, they, get to, they close their books up, they go play, they hang out. That's when their brain is able to process the information, right? Their left side of their brain is going to relax. Now their right side, their creative side is going to start working and they're going to be able to, and your, their left side of the brain is just going to be able to just 
chill and process what they finish learning. And this is really fantastic, right? Um, and then there, the other one is reflection. This also gives students a time to process. What you want is processing time, right? A lot of times we think that it's just next, next, next activity, next activity. It's not. It's really time to process. We even as adults, when things happen to us or when we learn something, we just need that moment to like really think about, hey, what just happened? Hey, what did I just learn? How can I apply this? Where in my life can I utilize this? This also will give you a clear picture of what they did learn. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the opportunity to know, did they learn this? And a lot of times closure um, are formative assessments, really. They're just ways of assessing your child or your student. Some examples would be to have them write one thing, literally one thing that stuck with them from the lesson. A lot of times you know, they're not going to remember everything, but if you can have them remember one thing or one thing that really stuck out, chances are when you mention that thing again, you can bring back the memory of what they learned that day. Also, you can ask them like verbally to answer a question about the day's lesson before they leave, before they go out and run. You know, you can just ask them one little question. Then maybe later on that evening, at the dinner table, you can ask them that question again and say, hey, why don't you tell dad? Or, you know, if maybe if dad's the teacher, you can, hey, why don't you tell mom, right? And depending on how old they are, you can create something like a tweet. Have them tweet it. How fun is that, right? You can also have them create a Flipgrid. So Flipgrid is a free a uh, free learning tool where they can create a video of themselves of what they've learned. They could also do it on their phone. They can do it on iMovie. It's There is such fun ways of doing this. And the more creative the exit ticket, the better, because now that left side of the brain is just kind of like chilling out. And the right of the brain is now taking over so that they will be able to process more and more information. You don't want them to have like a big, huge left side of the brain and then their little, their right side is like so squishy and little. You want to be able to have them really do a lot of, you know, creative things. Another example um, of reflection could be having them journal, having them write right? Just having them continuously just pouring out what, what is on their mind. They could also talk to their sibling or if they're part of a co-op, a classmate, and they can talk about the work that they did that day, right? They can have a little discussion amongst each other. Also, asking a question like this one could help. Any ideas as to why we didn't get very far in today's lesson. Maybe you didn't make it to the very end of the lesson. Maybe, you know, it 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 didn't it didn't go as far as you had mentioned at the beginning of the of the lesson. You can have them talk about, well, why did why do you guys think it didn't get very far? Why do you guys think that we didn't make it to this? Let them talk to you about what they think. And sometimes you're gonna be completely shocked, like, wow. 
I didn't even think about that. That's so true. They have eyes to see different things, which is fantastic. So when thinking of some exit tickets that you can use in your lesson as closure, one of the biggest things, I'm going to repeat it again, think creatively, drawing a picture. That's why I also love sketchnoting. If you don't know about sketchnoting or graphic note taking, there are YouTube videos that will teach you all about sketchnoting. I don't know if I've mentioned this before in any of my other podcasts, but sketchnoting, sketchnoting, sketchnoting is fantastic. And there's also a woman named Emily Mills, and she has a sketchnoting academy that is free that teaches how to sketch note. She's highly sought after. So there are different ones. There's a teacher on YouTube. His name is Neil and he teaches about, I think it's Doug O'Neill, and he teaches about sketch noting. And then there's Emily Mills. So there's really lots of ways of doing that. Um, like I said, drawing a picture, you know, having a conversation, all those things are great. Exit tickets, not another thing are short. They're not this lengthy, drawn out lesson. Really, really short. Quick picture, drawing, um, you know, question, maybe a short video for like a minute, whatever. But really, really short. You can do this every day. That's what's awesome. So every day you will know where your child is and they are informal. You don't have to go there and do some grading on it, you will know exactly where your child is. <coughs> so let's just recap quickly what we have learned. So closure is to help you gauge how much of the material they did learn. It, there's the two types that we talked about today were reflection exit tickets, and they are both summative and formative. Summative means that they are going to be graded. So you can grade some of these. I mean, personally, I don't know why you'd want to waste time doing that. Um, but you can if that makes you feel better. Um, and formative are really informal, like, yep, they got it. No problem. Also, last thing, closure is the simplest yet the most important part of the lesson. This is going to answer that very naggy question that you have in the back of your mind. Did my child learn anything today? So if you have any questions, feel free to email me at realedtalk at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. I love getting your questions. And I just want to be able to support you and help you as best as possible. Let me know how these podcasts are coming for you. Are you enjoying them? Is there a company that you want to hear from that you haven't heard on my podcast yet? Is there a topic that you want to learn about that you haven't heard on teacher on Thursday Teacher Talk? Let me know all these things and I will be there for you. Thank you for joining this lesson. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, 
follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.